Hey, welcome to the Family Strong Podcast. This is family counsel coach and interventionist Randy Palmer. In today's episode, I'm going to be addressing family business owners and the opportunity cost of employing your children. I'm excited to talk about this. It's a very personal subject for me. So let's get into it. Okay, guys, thanks for being here. As I said, today I'm going to be talking about family's business. That's complicated, isn't it? But isn't it great? <laughs> when I was younger, I worked for my dad's business, and I'll get more into it here. But uh, I eventually left. I eventually left the family business. But as I got older and I started doing a few of my own things, I had a longing to be back. And I had a longing to include my family in that. And now more than ever, I look for opportunities to work with them every chance I get. So it's interesting how some things come full circle. Today, I want to talk about the opportunity cost of employing your children and what that looks like in the family dynamic, especially if you have a situation where someone's struggling with an addiction or behavioral concerns and, and how that's affecting everyone. What are the costs there? What are the risks there? But then also, what are the opportunities here? Um, I remember it was probably back, I don't know, it was a while ago, but I was working at my family, my family business. My father had a gravel pit and I was, I was doing a lot of drugs at the time. Um, on this particular day, I was working kind of up in a corner. I was, I was uh, up there by myself. I was out of the the light and the pressure. And I remember I had some pills with me that day, some opiates, and I took those. And I was feeling okay, but I wanted to feel a little bit better. And I had a buddy bring me some marijuana at lunch. And I don't remember doing marijuana and pills at work very often because I recognized that I was running heavy equipment. And I had some instinct, even though I pushed the boundaries a lot. I had some discernment on what was okay and what wasn't. But on this particular day, nice sunny day, I looked around, hey, I'm up here in the corner, I'm just stirring up dirt, it's just me. So popped a few pills, smoked a joint, and right after I was done, I got a message on the radio from my dad that he needed me to bring this, this loader, this piece of equipment, down to the lower level so that I could fuel um, his machine. I had a hookup, I had a connection on my machine where I would back in kind of a tight space. There was maybe a foot or two on either side so I could hook up this wire so that we could put the fuel into his tank so that he could have fuel. And as I was on my way down there, I started thinking about everything that could go wrong. And I was concerned that I wasn't even gonna be able to do it. I almost said, hey, I'm not feeling good. I'm gonna use the bathroom. Can somebody else fuel this machine? But I just decided to go through it, decided to just push through the anxiety, push through the fear, and to take the risk. At the time, I was operating a Caterpillar 988 loader. 
if you're not familiar with the 988 loader, um, the average loader, which may be like a 980 that loads dump trucks, is big. It could drive through your house. A 988 loader is typically too big for loading dump trucks. It, it's a little bit more complicated. It's a little bit harder. It did great for what I was doing, stirring up the dust or stirring up the dirt, but it wasn't a good machine to be operating in the condition that I was operating in. I get down there. He guides me in. My legs are shaking. He's standing between the track and the tire. I'm worried I'm going to run him over. I back in there. I get it hooked up. I fuel him up. You know, I say very little. I get back up there. I get stirred in the dirt. And I've often reflected on that scenario and on that experience of how dangerous that was. And how many times I put myself and my family and my family's company um, at risk. So if you find yourself in a scenario where you are running or operating a business, family business, and one of your children is acting out, one of your children you have major, major concerns with, either you know it's happening or you're concerned it might be happening. I just want to shed a little bit of light on this situation and help you see hopefully a different perspective that you haven't seen before. So the first thing I want to, I want to highlight here is that the risk is probably greater than you realize. It's most likely not a secret. If you think you're the only one that knows, you're probably not. In fact, it's probably opposite. You're probably the last one to know when something happens or when something comes up. Um, everybody that that person works around probably knows first. I can guarantee you it's lowering, it's lowering morale. I can guarantee you it's slowing production. It's lowering the standard of what's acceptable and what's required in your business. Most likely it involves more people than you think. If there's one person that's using and it's commonly known that they're using, they're probably using with other people there. They probably are even responsible for hiring some of the other people who are there in a way to contribute to their habit. Maybe, maybe not, but it's very common. So knowing these things and knowing that you find yourself in, the, in this situation, and it's not like it's just firing someone is hard enough as it is, let alone knowing how to help your child, especially when we know that work is healthy and what are they going to do if they're not working and on and on and on. I get it. I'm right there with you which is why I wanted to talk, to talk into this, uh, talk about this subject a little bit further. So the first thing I would just ask you to do is acknowledge that you are opening yourself up to some major risk. Not just you, but your partners, your clients, your customers, and your other employees, and your family at large, by continuing to allow this person to drive company vehicles to operate equipment, to handle finances, to have a company credit card, on and on and on, whatever they may be doing, know that you are taking on some sort of a risk there. But you're a business owner. Look at what you've started. Look at what you've created. You're okay with risk. I am too. I get it. It's good. 
what does it mean for your future? What does it mean for the future of this company and your family if something doesn't change? To begin to answer this question, we have to ask, what standard do you want to set for your family and your business? What level of behavior and quality, work balance, life balance, risk, safety is, is acceptable for you? Because you're in a position still where you can influence this. You can do something about it, as difficult as it might be. Are you burned out? Are you afraid or paralyzed to do something about this because you, you don't want the hassle of having to replace them or having to figure it out and go through the emotional roller coaster of what it may look like if they're not working, if you don't get to see them every day and wonder where they are, what they're doing, are they safe? Is that lack of action actually a result of you being one, burned out, or two, uh, being afraid? or paralyzed to make decisions because you simply just don't know what to do so you've just accepted it as normal and you're not doing anything and you may not even be realizing that it's it's a bigger it's a bigger problem than you think the story i shared with you growing up in the gravel pit working i mean i was in my early 20s is just one example i can list i could list off with you 10 or 15 near misses that at the time I just shrugged off, made up a story to explain what happened. But the reality was I fell asleep. Or I was distracted. Or I was sick. And I couldn't do anything. So I was doing the best I could to manage. But I was in no condition to be representing my father or my family or this company. So if you find yourself in this situation where you're resisting doing something about this because one, um, it'll be uncomfortable. You're going to have to you're going to have to grow personally. You're going to have to adjust and adapt. Maybe you're tired of that. Maybe you've done enough of that. Maybe you're just wanting to step back. I want to ask you. something that may be beneficial to you is have you had the delegation slash transition conversation with this child? Have you talked to them about your perfect world plans for the future? In other words, if they wanted to and if they got healthy, uh, what does that mean for them? Is there any sort of a legacy or an inheritance or an ownership role that is rightfully theirs, but not in their current condition, and you're greatly needing them to step up so that you can finally step out. I want to invite you to utilize the leverage of these conversations because it's important and it's going to be a process to get them to where they're going to be if they choose to, 
So you might as well start it now. You, you might as well commit to no longer avoiding the inevitable, but stepping into these conversations now. When you do this, I would invite you to put something on paper. I said in one of my other, one of my, my other episodes, um, Inheritance and Legacy, that I know plenty of people that I've been around in my family, the older generation, who will say a lot of things. But when it comes time to following through with it, they don't actually do that or they don't remember what they actually said. You might uh, have some experience with this. Sound familiar? Is your son saying things, but when it comes time for action, you're not really seeing it or your daughter, then this is an opportunity for you to put something on paper. Sit down with them and say, look, this is what I see in the future. This is a three-year plan or a five-year plan. Where do you feel like you fit into this? Great. I would like that too. There's a couple concerns I have that would need to be resolved before this could happen. Do you have any, any idea what those might be? And this is a great chance for you to talk to them about behavioral concerns, addictions, treatment, what, what any sort of help may look like. So engage in that conversation, engage in the process of coming back to that conversation as many times as it takes. Uh, but it's not over. You don't, you don't need to do this with a, uh, a fear or some sort of uh, pessimistic view of the future because this thing can turn around. And you can play a vital role in turning this thing around. The truth is, you may need to admit and accept that they may need to leave now in order to return a better version of themselves in the future. It may be the reality of them not having the privileges and the rewards and the convenience that come from working for a family company that creates the spark that motivates them to ask for that help or to take those steps to get themselves in a situation where they can at least begin to rebuild some trust and lines of communication so that you guys can have these conversations about how they come back. The most important thing I want you to know here is that despite what they're going through, this is preparing them for the future. This is teaching them how to better relate with people, how to better manage people, how to better connect with people. And even though now this might seem like a plague on the business or a plague in your family or a, a topic of um, concern, I want to open your eyes to the possibility that this could be the cultural shift that your company needs. Everything is cured by light. Bringing these things out into the light, highlighting them as an opportunity to build unity and to support one of our team members and to have a real open and raw discussion about what does help look like? What does mental health look like? How do we better support each other with the time we spend, to be we spend together at this job and how do we shift the company culture and create creativity and foster unity and 
improve our systems and structures, well, you can do that with the scenario you're in. This is a great opportunity, as they say, to turn your mess into your message, which can raise your company to the next level if it's something you're willing to put in the work to do. Because I can promise you that they're not the only ones struggling and that people will contribute and they'll help and they'll appreciate the honesty of the scenario. It's something that's been needed to happen for some time. As you know, when you're working around somebody who may be getting special privileges or who lives to a different standard than the others, it can be extremely frustrating. So what a better way to level everything out, to start fresh, than to begin to directly address it with your child, with your spouse, with your board of directors, with your mom and pop, whoever's involved in this organization, directly address it, reestablish some expectations, connect with them, motivate them through support, through boundaries, through consequences, through rewards, through measurable goal setting, through potential contracts of what the, the future transition of this business looks like. And then thirdly, collaborate. Establish some sort of a team of support that co collectively can help this person reach this standard if they choose to. If they choose not to, and you end up replacing them, you'll still get through this, just like you have everything else. If this person never comes back to this company, they will be on the journey that was meant for them. Your business and your journey will develop in the ways that it was meant for you. But their time and their experiences, learning for themselves what it's like in the real world, will be the foundation for shaping the leadership skills that they'll possess in the future. So this scenario is not over. It's not final. And you have a great opportunity here to help this person, set an example for your family, 